Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wa salamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'ad, fa'audhu billahi minash shaytanir rajim, bismillahir rahmanir rahim, thumma latus'alunna yawma idhin anin na'im, sadaqallahun aliyun azim. My dear respected, most honorable elders, beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. First of all, we begin by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for enabling us with this unique opportunity to congregate in His house, to worship Him, to glorify Him, to send salutations upon His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallama. And we pray that Allah azza wa jal will continue to facilitate such opportunities for us in the future. As you can tell by my voice, I haven't been much like a lot of our congregation. Uh, I haven't been feeling too well for the last sort of week. Uh, from what I hear, there's an, a virus going around. The Australian flu virus and this virus and that virus. Uh, and everybody is caught up in it and people are suffering and people are ill. I was only speaking with my family yesterday and brothers and sisters, all the children, everybody's ill collectively together. They all huddle together at home trying to overcome their illness. Um, and it's caused a disruption in everyone's life. Naturally, when you become ill, it causes a disruption in your life. You know, um, there was one day and a night when I was in bed for you know, nearly 48 hours, uh, nearly. And... Uh, Naturally, I wasn't able to do those things that I could have done if I was healthy and my body was healthy. And I'm sure you felt the same way. When you're ill and you feel sort of incapacitated, when you feel like this is something you should be active, there's something that you should be doing, but you can't because your body is suffering, because your body is not healthy. And when the body isn't healthy, then the mind isn't healthy. When the mind isn't healthy, then you're not able to do those acts of worship that you feel that you should be doing. You're not able to go to work. You're not able to do so many different things. And it reminded me of this hadith of the Prophet ﷺ. The hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that tells us to take advantage of five things before five. The Prophet ﷺ, and I'll, I'll uh, narrate the hadith to you. عن عبد الله بن عباس رضي الله تعالى عنهما قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم states in a hadith narrated by سيدنا عبد الله بن عباس رضي الله تعالى عن اغتنم خمسا قبل خمسا that take advantage take benefit from five things before five things which means take advantage of these five things before the other five things happen to them شبابك قبل حرمك Take advantage of your youth before your old age comes. saqamik, And your health before illness comes. Your wealth before your poverty. Your free time before you become preoccupied. And your life before your death. Take advantage of these five things before those five things happen to them or come upon you. Now this is extremely 
uh, insightful, this hadith. It's something that each and every one of us should ponder. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi in fact, one of the uh, interpreters of the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu states that this hadith is the best encouragement to do good actions. There's no better encouragement to do good deeds than this hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi Because when you have your youth, you have your health, you have your wealth, you have your free time, and most importantly, you have your life. That's when you're able to accomplish those things that you wouldn't otherwise be able to accomplish if one of those things you didn't experience. When any one of those things is taken away from you, a little bit of hope is taken away. A little bit of the good deeds, some of the good deeds that, you're, you're, that you would be able to perform or you're able to perform are going to be taken away from you. And the first thing that the Prophet ﷺ mentions, the first of the five is your youth before your old age. And now, with your youth before your old age, just ask someone who is older. Ask your grandparents, ask your parents. You know, ask people who are in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s. Right? Ask them how, what youth means to them. As a young man, or as a young woman, you don't take advantage of the things that you can. You, know, you don't appreciate the fact that you're young, the fact that your body is young, the fact that your mind is young. When you become older, that's why wisdom doesn't come at the age of 20. Wisdom, according to Islam, comes at the age of 40. Because you're more mature at the time. Your mind has matured, your body has matured. And you realize you know things at 40 that you didn't know at 20. And those things that you know at 40, you wish you knew them at 20. Because if you did, then perhaps you wouldn't have wasted some of that time that you wasted when you were younger. And everybody regrets. The Prophet ﷺ states that there is no man, there is no woman, there is no individual except illa nadim, except that they regret. Each and every individual has some forms of some people regret more things than others, but everybody has regrets. Everybody has regrets that I wasted part of my youth. I wasted part of my life, I could have accomplished so much more if I just put my mind to it, if I was just a little bit more dedicated. But then it's too late, isn't it? All of those things that you think about that you could have accomplished when you were younger. And then it's too late. There's a, there's a, there's a saying in Arabic, you know, in, in the Arabic language, when I remember when we were learning Sarf al Naho, the Arabic grammar, and there's a particular statement that is used for one of the pronouns. There's a particular statement, that if only youth would return, if only youth would come back. This is something that everyone states. You know, as soon, the more older you get, you think to yourself, the more your body begins to decline in its functionality. You think to yourself, if only I was a little bit younger, I could have done this. If only I was, you know, 10 years younger, or 20 years younger, my body would be more able and I'd be able to do this. 
But then it's regret. Then it's too late. You don't want to get to that point and have those regrets. Or even if you're going to have regrets, you don't want to have too many regrets when you reach that age. Because there's going to come a time when you wake up, no matter how old you are, no matter how healthy you are, there's going to come a time when you wake up and waking up just isn't going to be that easy as it was when you were younger. There's going to come a time when you go to sleep and going to sleep just isn't going to, sleep isn't going to come that way when it came to you when you were younger. You know? There's going to come a time when you're going to eat and you're going to think to yourself, you know what, when I was younger I could eat so much better. Everything you're going to, because your body is aging and your mind, is, it's amazing, your body ages, your mind ages also. And naturally they state that you, everything matures with age, right? Everything matures with age. Well, you know, for, for those people who drink wine, they say, you know, the, the, the longer that it matures, the more potent that wine is, the longer it matures. And the longer you mature, the longer your minds mature, the, the more you begin to realize of those things that, have, that you've left behind. Why did the Prophet wasallam say, take advantage of the youth before your old age? You know, when you're younger, you're energetic. You can accomplish so many different things. When you're younger, in fact, when you're younger, there's more reward in those actions that you can perform. You know, praying salah when you're younger is more rewarding when you're older than when you're older. Why? Why are good deeds more rewarding when you're young as opposed to when you get old? The Prophet ﷺ spoke about those seven uh, blessed individuals who will be granted shade underneath the throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or shade underneath the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day that there will be no shade except Allah's shade. Out of those seven people, the first one mentioned is Imamun Adl, a just ruler. The second person who's mentioned, that fortunate individual who's going to be granted shade on that day is Washabun Nasha'a fi ibadatillah. A young person who grows up in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And here, nasha doesn't just mean growing up. A young person who spends his youth in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why? You know why? Because it's more difficult to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and do the right thing when you're younger. You think to yourself, how is that possible? Because acts of worship that are physical should come more easier to the person who's younger as opposed to the one who's older. And that's true. But your mind doesn't allow you, your mind doesn't, hasn't fathomed that concept that when you're younger, it's more important for you to fulfill your acts of worship. Only when you get older, you begin to realize that when my body was stronger, I should have fulfilled more good deeds. 
Another person who's mentioned, another young person is mentioned in the seven who will be granted shade underneath the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In one of them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَرَجْلٌ دَعَتْهُ إِمْرَةٌ ذَاتَ مَنْصَبٍ وَجَمَالٍ فَقَالَ إِنِّي أَخَافُ اللَّهِ A man, and again, the commentators state that this is a young man who is of the same stature as the stature mentioned in the hadith. A young man who is invited, who is seduced by a woman of beauty and of station. But he refuses her advances by saying, Inni Allah, I fear Allah. I fear Allah and I can't do this. Because he has the ability to do that. Now this is not referring to an older person who perhaps wouldn't have been enticed as a younger person would be at that age. So again, both of these two individuals that are being referred to here in the seven who will be granted shade and underneath the shade of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are young people. Young people who grow up in the worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Young people who don't succumb to their desires when it's easier to succumb to your desires at that age as opposed to when you reach old age. So ask those older people and the older generation will tell us, you know, now I want to perform acts of worship. Now you want to pray. But getting up in the morning is difficult. Not difficult because you're lazy, difficult because your body has matured, your body has aged. Ask the person who prays sitting down on a chair how they wish that they could pray if they were younger while standing up and performing every act of worship. Now those individuals who are unable to perform certain... Ask, ask the people who, who becoming older who are unable to fast, how they wish they could, they could now fast at that age, when we were taking those things for granted when we were younger. It's extremely important. The second thing that the Prophet ﷺ mentions, and we need to move on uh, in order for us to complete his hadith, that you must take five things, take advantage of five things before five. The second is your health before your sickness. Again, just think of yourself when you're ill, how incapacitated you feel. And I told you that when you're ill, you think to, you, to yourself, SubhanAllah, there's so many things that you should be doing right now, but you can't because you're incapacitated. But when you become healthy again, do you think to yourself, SubhanAllah, how beautiful is health, how beautiful is siha? Do you ever thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for then making you healthy once again? This is why Islam encourages us to, do, to perform good actions in good health because sickness will ultimately prevent you from doing those good deeds. Ask those people who again are unhealthy, people who are sick, how they wish Allah would grant them health in order for, for them to perform those good deeds. Ask them, they will tell you. You know, your health is, is something that cannot be taken for granted. Everything that we have, you know, just the simplest things. Imagine if Allah took, subhanahu wa ta'ala took away our eyesight, 
one of our senses. Just ask someone who doesn't have eyes or doesn't have eyesight how important having them is, what it means to them. If someone paid you a million pounds today just to take away your sense of taste, would you do it? You wouldn't. There are people there who have, there are people in this world who have no sense of taste. They can't taste anything. Just imagine if you, your taste buds were taken away from you. There are people who are deaf, who can't hear anything. This is something that you and I take for granted. People who are blind, we say, take our eyesight for granted. People who are physically incapacitated, physically disabled, who are on wheelchairs, we take our legs for granted, we take our mobility for granted. People who don't have hands, we take our hands for granted. How often do we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these blessings that He has blessed us with? Why do we take these blessings for granted? If we're not going to do the good deeds and perform, the, perform good actions with those body parts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has granted to us, the least we can do is thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala every once in a while and say, Oh Allah, thank you. Thank you for granting us all of these things. Thank you for making us mobile. Thank you for granting us this energy that we have. Even if we don't spend it in the right way and do the right things, at least we have it. The third thing that the Prophet ﷺ mentions is your wealth before you become broke. Your wealth before it's taken away from you, before poverty. Now again, when you, have your, when you have wealth, the most difficult thing to do is not wanting more of it. Because when you have money, you want more. When you have wealth, you want more. You have one car, you want two. You have one house, you want two houses. That's just the natural order of things. We're naturally greedy in that sense as human beings we just keep wanting more keep wanting more take advantage what did the prophet what does the prophet sallallahu mean when he said take advantage of your wealth before your poverty it means that when you have wealth spend it wisely when you have wealth give sadaqah because when you don't have it anymore, when it's taken away from you, then you're going to wish that you had something that you could give away in sadaqah, that you could give in charity. So spend it wisely. Do the right thing with it. You see, when, when you don't have wealth, and if you live in poverty, every penny counts. You'll never allow anything to go to waste. Just think, Think back 20 years, 30 years. You know, there's certain things that the youth today will laugh at. What their parents used to do to save money 20 years ago, 30 years ago. They'll say, oh my God, this is ridiculous. Even, even today, when parents are still trying to save and say, no, that's fine. Why are you throwing that away? You could still use that. And you're laughing at your parents saying, I, I, don't worry, we've got plenty of money now. We can buy more of these things. 
But your parents are still in that mindset. Because that's how they grew up. They grew up by not having those things, by constantly trying to save. And it was difficult then to give in charity as much as you can today when you have money. So take advantage of that fact. When you have money, try to give as much as you can in sadaqah. This is what the Prophet ﷺ meant. The fourth thing that the Prophet ﷺ mentions is your free time before you become busy. Now this is something that applies again to each and every one of us. We don't value our free time. We don't honor our free time. We don't take advantage of our free time. We don't thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving us free time. Because free time is always, always followed up by becoming busy. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, نِعْمَتَانِ مَغْبُونٌ فِيهِمَا كَثِيرٌ مِّنَ النَّاسِ that there are two blessings that many people misuse. Many people are unaware of the importance of those two blessings. And the Prophet ﷺ then stated, Good health and free time. These are two blessings that people don't take advantage of. And only when they're taken away from you, do you realize the importance of them. See, a person who's become so extremely busy will then value that 10 minutes that you get free. See, if you're working a 12-hour shift, for example, and that's almost non-existent now. But people did. People used to work, and I don't know when, whether that still happens. It might do. Someone who works a 12-hour shift, they're going to appreciate the 10 or 20-minute break that they get in between. Right? They're going to appreciate that time, aren't they? more than they would value any other time because it's free time for them. Just like the person who's going to value his health over a person, uh, who, uh, a person who's going to value their health when they don't have it over a person who does have their health, who's not going to value it as much. So it's extremely important that every minute of free time that we get we try to use it in the best possible way and ultimately thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for providing us with that free time. Because ultimately you're going to become busy and when you become busy, that time is going to be taken away from you in terms of performing good deeds. When you're free, only then are you able to perform the good deeds that you would like. The last thing that the Prophet wasallam mentions in taking advantage of five things before five is your life before your death and that's self-explanatory really I mean um, we have our life we have we've been granted life by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yet unfortunately we again don't realize the value of it we don't realize the value and only when we die are we going to realize what we have and what we've lost because as soon as you die each and every individual is going to feel, Oh Allah, give me life again. Send me back again. And there will be people. There will be people who unfortunately haven't accomplished as much in life as they could have. And when the angel of death comes to them and say, Listen, it's time. It's time for you to go. It's time for you to leave. Your numbers come up. 
And there will be people who will beg the angel of death and say, just give us a few moments. Just give us a little bit of time. And they're not going to ask for that little bit of time so they can meet their family members. So they can, you know, do all of the things that they didn't do. Get their affairs in order. No, nobody's going to say that. Nobody's going to say, give me a little bit of time. Let me go meet my children first and tell them that I'm leaving. Meet them one last time. Give them a final good memory of me. No. You're going to beg the angel of death then. Give me a little bit of time. Let me just do one more good deed. Let me just pray one more prayer. Let me give one more sajda. That's it. But then it's going to be too late. And it might be a little bit sordid mentioning this. But we have to, we have to talk. Look, the only way we, we value life is because death is the reality. If there was no death, people wouldn't value life. If there was no sickness, people wouldn't value health. If there was no poverty, people wouldn't value wealth. So it's important for us to remember all of those things and begin to not only thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for giving the, or for providing them to us, but appreciate the fact that we have them when we do. When your faculties are all in order, thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for, for making you that way or for making it that way. And then utilize them in the best possible way. The Prophet called these five things or named these five things as ghanima because it's easy to do actions when they are present. It's easy to do things when they're there. The most difficult things to do is when they're taken away from you. That's when things become difficult. And it's important for us to remember to take advantage of those things while we have them. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give me a new the tawfiq and the ability to act upon the teachings of the Qur'an, the blessed sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam.